0: The Los Angeles rain turned in a win over the Florida Panthers in epic fashion on Sunday night. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, my name is Sarah Avenpadto host as always of locked on Los Angeles King's here to talk to you about your favorite hockey team and mine the Los Angeles uh rain. We'll get to that today uh, but first off, thank you for making today's show your first listen of the day or the afternoon or the first listen of when you happen to open your podcast app right now. today's show is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds, and lines than ever before. bet online it is where the game starts so the Kings, the rain, the injuries, the win, the still holding it down in the the Pacific Division, in the standings, all of that is uh, what we've got on tap for today uh so first off if you're new to the show thank you so much for joining us it is a fun exciting weird time i guess to be following the kings to be looking in on them and i'm glad that you have chosen this very show uh to do it as we uh you know see what happens throughout the rest of the season if you don't know me already i've been covering the Kings since around 2016 or so uh you may have known me over at jewels from the crown uh from sb nation uh, lately i've just been doing this and basically shouting into the void on twitter all about this team and uh the fact that we're in a Playoff position, despite the fact that we have literally like the entire lineup hurt. Uh, so after two incredibly miserable games against the sharks, one in which they blew it in overtime. Sorry, that's probably my bad. I was at the game, and uh actually I've got a pretty good win percentage this year with the Kings. At least they got a point. Um, but you know, a loss is a loss, so whatever. Uh, the next game they blew it even harder, they got shut out, and so we're like, well, this super stinks. And you know, every team has that one team that's like their nemesis that it shouldn't be and with the Sharks like we've always kind of been like you know over the past few years when the Sharks haven't been that great we've been like well it's the Martin Jones factor because of course Martin Jones is gonna totally just kill it against his own team of course he is Uh, and now Martin Jones is of course a Philadelphia Flyer Sharks no longer have the Martin Jones, Jones factor. Sharks now just have the, we're going to beat the Kings factor. But yeah, I mean, I feel like if you look at any of the top teams in the league, and I'm not going to, I'm not trying to say that the Kings are one of the top teams in the league. Uh, They're hanging in there, but you know, like to be realistic, are they Stanley Cup contenders? Probably not. Uh, But you know, I'm most familiar with the Hurricanes. If you don't know, I cover their AHL team. So I have to be kind of a little in tune with what's going on with the big squad. The Hurricanes have done like absolute crap this year against the uh, Ottawa Senators. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And just no reason for it. They just haven't been able to get it together and whatever. Uh, The Kings, I feel like the Sharks a little bit, the Coyotes are sort of that uh, spoiler for uh for the kings because it's just it's just rough i don't think we've won against them yet this year we've got to play them more it's gonna stink more but uh you know here we are it's march and the sharks exist to to irritate us anyway after those two games against the sharks uh, we had even more injuries to deal with because of course we did if you haven't caught up with the latest injury list. Uh, Obviously Sean Walker out for the season towards MCL ACL at the beginning of the year. Alex Edler broke his ankle in early December uh, has been out since then. Really no sign at all of him whatsoever. Uh, you know, obviously being an older player, his recovery is going to take longer than, you know, a Quentin Byfield. And also we don't know the severity of the break. So, uh, you know, I think we're just kind of like, if he comes back, he's a deadline acquisition. Great. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, Brendan Lemieux is out uh, injured. Uh, I believe it was an upper body injury. Victor Arvidson is out, has been skating, but isn't ready to come back. Mikey Anderson, Drew Dowdy, Uh, both outs. There's your top pairing. Andreas Athadisou came back, looked great, was playing big minutes with uh, the best line on the team with Deneau and Moore. Now he's hurt as well. And then add to that, Dustin Brown is hurt. Uh, looks like some sort of hand upper arm injury for him. Uh, and then, and then, of course, like, of course this happened. Matt Roy is out with an injury. And then, and then in yesterday's game against the Florida Panthers, uh, towards the end of the game, Tobias Bjorn left the ice in obvious pain, didn't return for the rest of the game. We we're basically down to, like, literally no defensemen. If you look at the Kings roster, uh, if you look at the Kings roster right now, there are currently 11 defensemen on the roster. Anderson out, Bjornfoot probably out, Dowdy out, Edler out, Roy out, Walker out. Literally the only defenseman on this roster who has been here since day one of this season is Olimata. So congrats to elder statesman Olimata. Uh, Sean Dersey has been here for for a while, but, you know, he's still a baby. Jacob has gotten a couple games in. Austin Strand was called up and played in this game against the Panthers, uh, provided, you know, a much needed sort of physical presence on that back end, but uh, not a ton of NHL experience for him. Jordan Spence has played in a whole, like, what, two NHL games? Uh, So, yeah, not not great. Uh, We'll look a little bit more at the injury. Status uh, coming up later in the show, but that win against the Panthers look, this is a win that the Kings are glad to have gotten. Uh, they it took them the shootout to to do it. Adrian Kempe, Trevor Moore both scored in the shootout uh, to get things done. Jonathan Quick looked pretty solid there. Uh, A lot of luck needed, uh, and you know, once again in this game, Kings led after the first period. Rasmus Kapari scored his fourth goal of the year on a line with Quentin Byfield and uh, Gabe Velarde. So we put together some of our top prospects, put together uh, some of our great first round picks and surprise. They were one of the most effective lines in that game. Uh, Rasmus, Kapari, Rasmus Kapari then got the Kings on the board in the first period. Second period, two quick goals within uh, the first Four minutes of the, the period uh, from the Panthers gave gave them the lead. Third period, thank you to uh, Jonathan Huberdeau for getting really extra frustrated at the end of the game. Uh, elbowed Alex Ayafalo, then got into it with Andre Kopitar. Uh, Kopitar and Huberdeau took matching roughing penalties, but Huberdeau got the extra for elbowing Alex Follow. If I weren't Jonathan Huberdeau, I simply would not elbow other players in the head and therefore put my team at a disadvantage. But hey, I- who cares? Uh, so in this one, uh, thank you to that penalty. Thank you to Martin Firk for being, uh, you know, Martin Firk and putting in just an absolute bomb of a shot uh, late in the third period. Uh, there were there was less than a minute left in the game uh, when Firk scored on that power play, doing what we have seen him do all season long uh, with the Ontario Reign, uh, giving the Kings at least that extra point, uh, sending it to overtime, And uh, both goaltenders stood strong in overtime, uh, particularly the Panthers, as Aaron Eckblad took a penalty in overtime. Uh, Kings were able to generate a little bit of momentum off of that, but nothing doing. Game goes to a shootout. Kings win. John Quick picks up a win in his 700th career game, ends Florida's winning streak, and most importantly, helps the Kings keep pace with the rest of the Pacific Division uh, as they look to hold down that spot. In, uh, in the playoffs. We're going to look at a little bit more of what is going on with the Kings, the injury situation, and all of that coming up next on the show. But before we do that, let's talk about a big, important way to get healthy. This is a product that you can use every single day to improve your gut health, to improve your overall energy, your immune system, all of that stuff. Athletic Greens is a great way for you to quickly get a bunch of high-quality vitamins, superfoods, minerals, probiotics, and all sorts of other stuff to help start your day out right. It helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy. If you're me, like you're basically tired all the time, uh, and having a product like Athletic Greens is a great way to get your day started out right. It tastes kind of chocolatey, like dark chocolate, uh, so you know you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, this is plants, but no, it actually tastes pretty good and is a great way to help you uh, just live your best possible life. And even more exciting to me than just the health impacts is the fact that Athletic Greens is working to help improve the world around them. For every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including working with No Kid Hungry here in the United States. In 2020, the company donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially as we continue to navigate the flu and cold season it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day and that is it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free 1 year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreenscom Network. again that is Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, you are listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And before we get back to the show, we've got some cool stuff coming up with the trade deadline right around the corner on Monday, March 21st. That is, you guessed it, just next week. Tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all of the on ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, with appearances from our roster of local team experts. Plus, I'll be uh, jumping on uh, with a show as soon as we know what the Kings have done on um, uh, trade deadline day. So make sure you keep an eye out on uh, the Locked on Kings podcast feed slash YouTube feed slash the Twitter at Locked on LA Kings for all of our immediate reactions to the Kings moves. So the Kings had a great comeback win from behind. It was their eighth, third period comeback, uh, leading to a win for the Kings this season, and their third in the past 10 days. Uh, They also did the same at Boston, at Columbus, and then again against Florida. All three of those wins have come in overtime or shootout. And hey, you know what? A win's a win. And especially, you know, these are all three Eastern Conference teams. I don't even care that the other team got the other point. Whatever. Not important to me blah, whatever. Like I said, the Kings are keeping pace with the rest of the Pacific division. Uh, Right now, Calgary leading the division 79 points. Uh, They are 6-3-1 in their last 10 games. They lost their most recent game. I don't really see Calgary relinquishing that lead unless they happen to get hit real bad with the injury bug. Uh, Kings obviously in second, 74 points, 6-3-1 as well in their last 10 games. Uh, Edmonton has actually leapt up into the number three spot. Uh, They have 68 points. They're four, five, and one in their last 10. They've won two straight. Uh, But here's the fun one. The Vegas Golden Knights, who really everyone just continued to assume was going to lead the Pacific Division, much like they have basically since they began existing, uh, they have lost four straight. And uh, I believe that they may be approaching a franchise record in terms of uh, consecutive losses. I don't know that this team has even had to like contemplate what a losing streak means. Uh, they they are three seven and zero in their last ten games. Again, have lost four straight. Have 68 points, but have played more games at Edmonton, so they have dropped down into that number four spot in the Pacific. And, you know, if you look at things in terms of uh, the wild card spot, Vegas only barely clinging on to that uh, number two wild card spot. I bl- the other day, I believe they were actually out of a playoff spot uh, entirely, which was really funny. Looking at the other teams kind of below them in terms of the wild card, uh, Dallas has lost two in a row. Vancouver is like flirting with being relevant again. They lost their most recent game. Uh, Nashville is 6-4-0 in their last 10 games, won their most recent game. Um, but really, I mean, it's bizarre to say, but you have to keep your eye on Vegas and see what happens with them and see if they keep sort of tail spinning. Their goaltending hasn't been great. Tons of guys are hurt. I think Max Pacioretty is out. Mark Stone, obviously kind of the heart and soul of that team, uh, is out long-term uh, with a, a recurring back injury. Uh, So just not looking great for them. And the Pacific, you know, we've talked about this on this show. We've talked about this uh, in some of my uh, conversations on Locked On NHL on Wednesdays, uh, where we look at the Western Conference. No one expected the Pacific Division to do this this year. Obviously Vegas being bad is a surprise. All of the analytics kind of said that Seattle should be much better than they are. uh, And instead they are struggling big time as well. Uh, They've also got lots of injuries that are impacting their play uh, as well as goaltending that it just isn't up to snuff. Uh, The Ducks sort of flirted with being relevant for a while, but now they're bad again. Uh, They've only won three of their last 10. Uh, And Edmonton who knows Edmonton is a super wild card here like not in terms of wild card positioning but just like at any given time Edmonton it's like Schrodinger's hockey team like they are both good or bad until you look at them uh, and you'll never really know which is which because on the one hand they have two of the best players in the world on the other hand they have like no goaltending and no defense so whatever Uh, but the Kings thanks to teams like Vegas losing continue to hold on to their spot uh, in in second place. And, you know, the big points gap between them and Edmonton, 74 points to 68 points, means that, like, we're sitting in a pretty good position, and it feels very bizarre to think about it. Uh, and it's great that the Kings have banked all of this uh, extra points and have gotten a little bit of a head start over teams like Edmonton and Vegas, who are chasing down to get back up into to the playoff uh, picture because like we said at the top of the show, literally everyone is hurt. So as I mentioned, Tobias Bjornfoot left that game early against uh, the Panthers because of an injury. Uh, and that is, I'm going to just it's bad news. It's real bad news. It's not like Tobias Burenfoot is like our best defenseman or, you know, budding superstar. Like he's a guy. He's good. He will continue to be good for a while. Uh, but, you know, it's not like he's another Drew Doughty at the moment. If Tobias Burenfoot is going to be out, first off, the, the defensemen who played in that game against the Panthers for the Kings, our defensemen were. Oli Mata, Tobias Bjornfoot, Sean Dersey, Jordan Spence, Jacob Mavrari, Austin Strand. Like I said, Mata, Bjornfoot are the only ones who have been here the whole season. Mata was always sort of supposed to be the 6'7 guy and is now pressed into much bigger minutes because uh, of the injury to Alex Adler, who he was going to be kind of rotating with. Um, in to, to Bjornfoot's credit, has been looking a lot better lately, uh, has been doing his job, which is to be not noticeable. So that's great. But all those other guys, Dersey Spence, Moverare, Strand, uh, have been AHLers. Dersey obviously has had the most time with the team this year, uh, has pretty much claimed his spot on this roster and looks fantastic. So that is great. Uh, if Bjornfoot is going to have to miss time, Matt Roy obviously was ruled out of this last game, uncertain on what his status is, but I don't think it's good. Uh, Christian Willannon was called up as the extra defenseman, Uh, For this game, he was the healthy scratch, so he would uh, be eligible to draw back in. The only remaining defensemen in the Kings organization currently under contract with an NHL deal are Brant Clark, uh, who signed his entry level contract, but obviously went right back to the OHL uh, and is playing there. Uh, And then in the AHL, we have Helga Granz and Marcus Phillips. Both of those guys, fine defensemen. Grants has had some really great moments as a rookie. Phillips is a good depth player. Uh, Neither of them, I I would think, are are ready or should be in the NHL. But that is it. There are literally three defensemen in the organization who could come up to the NHL. And I think Clark, like, I don't even think you can call up Clark, except it's like for an emergency. I I don't think you can just yoink him from the OHL in the middle of the season. Three defensemen not already with the Kings who could potentially be eligible to play. Even if you look at the Reigns roster, the rain only have five defensemen on the roster right now. Grands Phillips, Cameron Gantz, who's on an AHL deal, Christian Casastool, who's on an AHL deal uh, and has spent some time in the ECHL, uh, <laughs> played a few games at forward for the rain because they needed one and just shoved him up in there. Uh, and then Kevin Lohan, who's on a PTO. And yes, he is indeed Lindsay Lohan's cousin. Uh, but Rob Blake may find himself pressed into service before the trade deadline, uh, but in ways he didn't want to be, because he just might not actually have enough defensemen to play the game at all, uh, and that's that's bad. So we're going to take a look at what's coming up for the Kings' schedule uh, and what we're going to have to deal with in the near future coming up right after this on locked on Los Angeles Kings. But before we do that, let's talk bet online because this is of course a super fun time of year for sports. It is of course the college basketball tournament, the big one. You know what I mean? It is finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props. betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And of course, it isn't just basketball bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action all at bet online. It is where the game starts. We've also got some snacks. If you're trying to live healthy, if you're trying to, you know, make sure what you're putting in your body is full of nutrients and exciting stuff, well, in addition to the athletic greens we talked about earlier today, uh, we've also got Built Bar. So if you don't know what a Built Bar is, well, you are in luck. They are delicious chocolate covered protein bars. They don't taste like you're eating a protein bar. They don't taste like, you know, oats and dates and like stuff. They taste like you're eating a candy bar. Uh, They come in a ton of amazing flavors, including the Built Puff, which is a delightful protein-infused marshmallow that comes in uh, one of my personal favorites, the Churro Puff. You can also find great options like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, uh, cookies and cream, chocolate cookie dough, chunk stuff, really all sorts of delicious flavors. They are low in carbs, low in calories, high fiber, high protein, and just really all around delicious and the best thing is that new flavors are coming out all of the time. So, if you think a flavor might be good, chances are Built Bar is going to make it. So, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Stock up on delicious Built Bar stay by going to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So, it it wasn't Bad enough that, like, literally all of the defenses hurt. Uh, but the Kings also don't have that great of a schedule coming up next. Uh, they have a lot of very important games on the docket. Coming up Tuesday, they're playing the Colorado Avalanche. Literally the best team in the league. I'm, I'm afraid of this one. Uh, they're playing the Sharks again, the third time in two weeks. I hate that for us. Uh, and maybe this time we'll get a win. I don't know. Maybe not. There's a game in Vegas on Saturday. That game is going to be huge. That is a huge two points online for the Kings uh, who are really hoping to maintain that lead over Vegas in the playoffs and uh, in the playoff picture. And that game, I don't care if they have to like duct tape the defense together. They have to come away with a win in this game. Those two points are going to be massive for the Kings. Uh, Next week, Nashville, Chicago, Seattle, all games at home, Chicago, Seattle, both struggling teams that have had their bright spots, Nashville, another team that is looking to uh, solidify their spot in the wild card standings. Um, you know, the Kings obviously are going to want to turn in a win against them uh, in the event that the Kings slip out of the top three in the Pacific and are going to have to battle for that wild card spot. You're going to want to make sure you have more points than the other team competing for that spot. We round out the month with another game against Seattle and then back-to-back Edmonton and Calgary. That game against Edmonton is also going to be huge. I don't think that anyone's chasing down Calgary at this point, like I said, unless there are massive injuries. Uh, but again, you're not going to want to leave those points in on the table with how the Pacific division has been going. So this is a crucial, crucial time for the Kings who are trying to do what feels sort of impossible, which is hold down that, that uh, playoff position while dealing with the fact that literally all of their defense is hurt. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think that the win against the Panthers was gutsy, uh, this was a team banding together and and doing whatever it took to get that win. It took a shootout, but hey, you know what? They got the job done. Jonathan Quick had saves when we needed him to have saves. Didn't love the goals against him, but I can't exactly pin them on him anyway. Uh, and it's just this: these next couple of games are going to be big character games. I always hate when teams say that because I'm like, okay, like, Okay, great, cool character. Like we get it, you're all like, you know, play for the jersey the name the logo on the front and not the name on the back, like whatever. But this team needs to come together and show what they're made of. And it needs guys like our top line of Copatar Kempe and whoever else is up there, uh, to step up. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about how they have just gone absolutely quiet. Uh, this team has really been driven by that second line lately. I'm liking what we've seen from the kid line, uh, or as Jim Fox has called it on TV, the champagne line of uh, our young stars of Lardy Byfield-Kapari. Hopefully that'll also kind of jumpstart Byfield as well, who uh, I, I think has obviously an enormous amount of potential, but hasn't really been set up for success uh, so far. But, you know, I I think that we're seeing a lot from them to look forward to. And I think it's possible. I think it's possible to get through this stretch of games and still tread water at least. And I I think it's going to be stressful and fun. And I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm prepared to be mad and I'm prepared to be excited. I Just, you know, flip a coin on whatever's going to happen at any possible given moment. We of course are going to be keeping an eye on everything that happens with the Kings. And of course the Ontario Reign because they are one of the top teams in the AHL who have now just had their roster basically decimated by the Kings. Uh, so we're going to be talking a lot about them as well, including uh, talking with Jared Schaefer, who is uh, one of the voices of the Kings. He's their their uh, communications manager over at the rain, but you can also hear him live on the broadcast. You can hear him uh, doing Features and game previews and all of that uh, for, uh, you know, Kings slash rain Insider. We're going to be talking with him later today uh, for an episode that's going to go up this week. So if you have any last minute questions for Jared about the Rain, go ahead and send them over to me on Twitter at Locked on Kings, and I will get them on the air for you. Glad to be able to talk with him at this really fascinating time uh, for the Rain. So uh, keep an ear out for that as well this week. That's it for the show today. You can find me on Twitter, like I said, at Locked on LA Kings. I'm also personally on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Uh, so go give it a follow. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to this show so you never miss a single episode. Uh, find it on your favorite podcast app of choice or on YouTube. And uh, come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.